0: Hello and welcome to Fofop Friday. It's uh, Will here. I'm in LA, uh, but this is an episode I recorded with Justin Hamilton uh, last week, a few days actually before we recorded the last Top. So if you haven't checked out the last Top with uh, Charlie, myself and Justin as a special guest, uh, we referenced a conversation that uh, Justin and I had recently had uh, about uh, Quantum Leap. So uh, we talked about Quantum Cop in the uh, new Topop and uh, this will be the conversation about Quantum Leap there you go that's how they fit together in the timeline you probably would have worked that out yourself but uh, this is a great episode always great to have Justin uh, back on the podcast so I think you're going to enjoy this one and uh, if you are in LA if you're a listener to the program who is uh, in LA tonight uh, I will be at Joke Thieves which is Matt Kirshen's show uh, well the show that Matt Kirshen is hosting uh, at Nerd Melt. so it's probably a bit late to hear that but uh, you can get along with that show that sounds like it'll be a really fun night uh dana gould is on that alison Wetterland wedland I, I don't know actually how uh you say her name out loud so i'll work that out and tell you properly another time uh, <clears throat> anyway uh friday night i'll be at the improv doing a show there on friday night uh, so you can check that out at the lab there at the improv Saturday night, uh, Sovereign Sire, who was a recent guest on my Philosophy podcast, uh, she is doing a show at the Steve Allen Theatre at 9 o'clock. I will be reading out uh, the creepy emails she gets from people. Uh, so that should be fun and then on Sunday night I'm doing set list uh, back at the improv in the main room I believe so uh, if you are in LA and you want to come and see me do set list which is always great fun completely improvised stand up comedy show uh, that will be the improv on Sunday night there you go there are the plugs uh, if you like the show rate it on iTunes as usual or spread it around uh, you yeah, know do all those sort of things and we have a Patreon page uh, patreon.com TOFOP T-O-F-O-P and you can find the levels there we're going to add some new ones as well the James Fosdike level we're going to have a little regular uh, comic strip that Foz is going to do for the podcast which should be really cool and uh, a couple other things too so uh, check out the Patreon page if you want to support us all right there you go uh, they're the plugs I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode talk to you later Everyone relax, this is Fop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. Uh I'm Will Anderson and uh, returning guest Charlie Clawson, but it has been a little while. Much requested from the fan base, a lot of people even concerned hitting me up on the Facebook page going, hey, where's Justin? What's happened to Justin? It is, of course, uh, guest Charlie, Justin Hamilton. Hello, Justin.
1: Hello. Yeah, we uh, we went a bit analogue in our conversations recently, as in it was just you and me. Having conversations. Yeah. With each other. <laughs> that we, You know
0: what it is? I think partly because... For the first time in a long time, despite the fact that there hasn't actually been much reality to this, we're living in the same city. Oh, yeah. And that's not something that is very familiar to us. Like, we've always been kind of long distance friends in in some ways. And so we have kind of an appointment friendship.
1: You know what we've done? We've done it in extremes. We've either been long distance or we've been sharing a place. Right. Absolutely. There's never been this thing where we can do something like, hey, what are you doing Thursday? I might come over.
0: Yeah. We've just never really had a drop-in factor. Yeah. There's never been a drop-in relationship. Yeah. And so even though I've been on the road for the last two and a half months, so I haven't really been in Sydney that often, uh, Even it just has a different feel to it. Yeah. And so when we've caught up, there's just been not that pressure of like, we need to record something or we need to blah, blah, blah. We've just been kind of having... A real life Yeah (laughs) I mean we had a date the other night On Logie's night We went to
1: Oh by the way I haven't said this to you Which is great Is uh, the next day When I found out that Uh uh, Gruen had won another Logie. Uh-huh. Uh, around that time, y- you and I were discussing the merits of Civil War. <laughs> right. Yeah. we went to And s- it was and that's the perfect way for you to win a Logie. Yeah. We went to see Batman's,
0: uh, uh, no. not Batman, uh, Captain no. America. We saw the good one. That would have been good. Batman Civil War. I would have seen that. That oh. would have been okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. It, it, I, the reason I was thinking about Batman versus Superman is, is having seen those two movies that were in many ways trying to achieve similar-ish Objectives. Oh, yeah. You can't help but think of one when you watch the other. Man,
1: it's even a guy in armour versus, you know, someone in no armour looking pretty patriotic. Well, it's just that (laughs) idea of taking
0: two people from your universe who are ordinarily on the same side and pitting them against each other. It just showed how easily and how well you can do that if you actually just think about it a little bit.
1: Right. And and the difference between, uh, what is it, 13 movies as a build-up to... Oh, no, oh, hang on, let's put these characters together. What's the story? Oh, they're fighting. Right. Yeah, but what else are they doing? What are you talking about? They're fighting. Yeah, but what's the storyline? We'll put in Wonder Woman. Like, that's how you feel they worked out that screenplay.
0: I mean, I feel like you're giving them too much credit. <laughs> I feel like that's
1: a layer more thought than
0: they actually put into it. <laughs> Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> Ramona and Winnie have uh, come in. Uh, they're back. Normally what happens is uh, they will come in for the start of the podcast. They'll hear a bit of excitement. There must be something that they sense in the air. Yeah. They'll muck around a little bit in here. we all get frustrated with them. And then they'll get bored and then they will leave again. Yeah. As they seem to be doing right now. <laughs> yeah, so, they really
1: came in and went, oh, yeah, oh they're talking. Right. Yeah. Into this is, sticks.
0: This is boring. Yeah. This is not something that either of us need to be involved in. Yeah. Uh, yes, but it was... Exactly what uh, I was happy to be doing when I sh- was winning my logo.
1: Yeah, that was great. Who uh, who accepted?
0: Uh, Todd, uh, Todd Sampson made yep. a very good speech, a much more sin- he ab- sincere speech yep. than I could have possibly
1: made. Yep. I uh, would like to think, and I don't want you to say yes or no to this, I like to think that he absailed down to accept it. He bungeed. He bungeed, yeah. yeah he actually bungeed in. and Gave timed a quick the speech <laughs> <speed>. perfectly. <laughs> yeah, he had to slow it down.
0: Yeah, he actually, yeah, he, he did it in an ancient, forgotten language. <laughs> yeah. He's been training with the people for eight or nine months <laughs> yeah. just for this moment. <laughs> in the off chance. Oh, no, he knows the entire language. He's just now able to improvise in it. Right. No, right. he made a very nice speech. I don't know if they pre-warned him that we were going to win. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the thing. I, I kind of knew we were going to win, spoilers, but... Uh, because they had asked me if I would go, and they don't ordinarily... Oh, right. I had said I wasn't going for whatever excuse that we had given them. And, and
1: they would prefer you not to be there,
0: really. I mean, I don't know how they feel about it. I, I don't honestly know how they feel about me, and here's what I also don't care about, how they feel about me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not... I'm a, I'm not anti the Logies. If no. people want to have their awards and have their trophies and whatever, that's fine. Right. Right? I went twice. I hated it. I ruined it both times. Yeah. And now I don't want to go anymore. Yeah.
1: And I- you ruined it in the future as well. Like, that's powerful.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I- I've ruined it for future generations. Yep. They need a Re- Logies reboot. Yeah. I heard it was great this year, by the way, for people who judge oh, these things. Oh, uh, yeah. I watched like-
1: Hughie's Opener. It was a corker. mate. he's like a
0: corker. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. I've, I've seen him previously do it. Yeah. And here's the thing that Husey doesn't get the credit for because I know that like, because we know Husey and we yeah. know how good a comedian H- is Husey is, but there are some people who know the footy show Husey or the whatever Husey who don't yeah. understand the kind of rich legacy of how great a stand-up comedian Dave Hughes has been, but also like on occasions like this, continues to demonstrate that he is. Oh yeah, it was it, that it, Logie's opening spot. Yeah, I think is the hardest comedy spot in Australia each year. With doubt, and in the past, when they used to give the show a host, when they would say this is the host of the show, it could kill careers. Yeah, and I personally have been responsible for being one of the people who was making fun of a host, so I'm not without my you know like. But anyway, my point being that. In the past, this was like the spot that nobody would touch because it was so fucking terrible. And husey has now three times, I think, yeah. come out and done that first spot when they don't say he's hosting the show because then they go and tag it around. But the truth is, husey goes out and does the hardest bit of the entire night. Yeah. And the reason those nights have been successful is how successful he is... Because it's the perfect audience for him. Yeah. Because he's in television, but he's outside television. He's in show business, but he's outside shows business. He's rich and successful, but he's also a Husey. Yeah. It's, it gives him a wonderful capacity to make fun of everybody in a way that I just don't think I could personally carry off. Like, my cynicism or my loathing would come through, and yep. he doesn't have that, you know. No. But he still manages to make those edgy jokes and make those edgy points. And I think it's... I mean, it, I... I think it gets some credit, and I've said it gets some credit. Yeah. But I'm not sure that it gets the historical, contextual credit that it deserves how well he does it. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a a whole style of male comedian that has come in the wake of of Dave. You know, he's been uh, very influential in ways that people don't quite understand. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, without the people that Dave Hughes created, not on purpose, but, like the bad version of what, you know, Hughesy created. How's Which was, yeah, how's <laughs> I mean, that created Dave Zoe Coombs Mask character Dave in certain oh, yeah, way, you know, which then went on to win the Barry at this year's, like, festival with her show about deconstructing that idea. That myth- mythology that she's kind of almost, like, you know, the bad comedian that came out of that, not, like I was, in the same yeah. way as, like, a lot of people watched Bill Hicks and thought, oh, I just need to smoke pot and talk about UFOs." And now I'm Bill Hicks. No, yeah. no, you've kind of missed the point.
1: Yeah, they were and, just and the, I left out the UFO bib, so right. Thanks for telling me where I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a tough couple of weeks. <laughs> but I mean, everyone's wanted to do it. Yeah. But of our generation in our world, like, there's no one who has. Well, Judith Lucy probably for women. Who yep. like there was a certain time where again. You couldn't see a female comedian without them. You could see the the huge influence that most of them had to Judith Lucy, but yeah. they're probably the two most significant cultural voices. I mean, you look at Carl Barron, who couldn't be huger than Carl Barron, yeah. but you didn't see a whole bunch of Carl Barron spring up after Carl Barron. You yeah,
1: know? right. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it?
0: There are some people who have a much bigger footprint, and I think Cusy certainly... Has that, you know. I don't know if this is true or not, but does anyway, he's Cal- is dead. That's
1: why we're talking about this. So, yeah, what? <laughs> what? Spoilers. What a way to find out. Yeah. Um, does Carl Baron do gigs with? Uh, does he do club gigs or does he just do big gigs? I mean,
0: he- I, that's interesting to me. What? Because I was thinking about this recently. Yeah. I'd like to get Carl on the podcast at some stage. He'd be great and, and have a chat. And because uh, I'm nothing but a fan, like I'm a great admirer of him, and I've seen him be brilliant all over the world like at the Montreal Just for last Festival I don't know if I've ever seen people get bigger laughs than Carl Barron gets yeah, over right. there you well, know he's just one of those acts that his thing translates so beautifully to those other places and it's enjoyable it's genuinely family entertainment in that you your kids can enjoy it through to the most conservative older people but normally when you say something like that it almost comes with a pejorative which is like but that means it's shit right. but it's not shit no He's a really great, you know, for everybody comedian. And his approach is also very different to, you know, what a lot of us do where he really only does something every sort of four years or something like oh, yeah. that, where he'll go away for ages. And and then he comes back and he does like a show that every single person who loves comedy goes and sees. Yeah. And then he goes away again for four years. And I am fascinated by what happens in those four years I would love to know. Is he working on it the whole time or does he take huge amounts of time off or does he, like, try little shows? Like, I don't know what his process or method is and I would love to know because he can't just be writing the jokes at home and then going out in front of 3,000 people in a theatre and just doing them there, can he? Or or maybe he does. Or maybe he does. Maybe I that's don't know. what his TV I'd, show should be. I'd love to be. know.
1: His TV show should be uh, his life in between his shows. So you go three seasons before the next show. But meanwhile, I'm Carl Barron.
0: That's yeah. what they should call it. Meanwhile, right. I'm Carl Barron. Yeah. And it's just Carl in real life. Yeah. yeah. Nailing no, no, it. No. I reckon I'd watch a Carl Barron reality show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that... And a Hughesy reality show. Like, if you could... That's your (laughs) Husey show. Yeah, with his kids. The Huses.
1: Husey getting furious about his uh, son overcharging him at the fake imaginary deli.
0: It's Australia's Keeping Up With The Kardashians.
1: Yeah, Keeping Up With The Huseys.
0: Keeping Up With The Huseys. Oh, man, that'd be a great show, because he is so fascinating as a a character. I think that, like... Copyright. We've got this idea. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think if we say it out loud
0: on a podcast, that that legally covers us.
1: Oh yeah, nailed it. Sure, <laughs> right, Your Honour. Yep. <laughs> uh, I've said a lot of things on podcasts that have uh, come kind of true. What about the? Uh, what do you reckon? The Black Widow, Jason Bourne. Idea? So
0: this is pretty amazing. You do. Uh, you have actually. When it comes to the world of comic books. I think you have a pretty impeccable record for the shit that you've said on this podcast. Charlie and I have, have been talking for ages about this idea of uh, the Crocodile Dundee reboot. Uh, oh, with yeah. With Chris Hemsworth, you know, as playing young Mick Dundee. Yeah. We've had this for ages. And then some tourism boss from the Northern Territory pitched the exact same idea. And I was like, this is what we've been literally saying for four years. Yeah. This is like a great idea. But... um You say a lot of things on the podcast that end up kind of coming true in the comic book world. And you've been talking about this idea for a Black Widow movie for a long time. So, tell people what what you've been thinking and what has happened.
1: Right. Well, it's one of those things where you just watch her in these films. Scarlett Johansson's so great as the Black Widow. It's like, where's her solo movie? Like, and not only that, I would... Uh, I would have Sharon Carter's character in there. I would have Hawkeye in there, but I'd make it predominantly female-based. And then I'd make the whole movie, like a Jason Bourne film, a little bit... Anti corporate, a bit anti government, but you know, still doing the right thing just outside of the law on her own terms. Man, I reckon that would be amazing. Get someone like you know, get a Sharon Stone involved. Get a get an Angelina Jolie as the villain. Really, really. What about it up. our old mate from uh, Linda Hamilton from Terminator? Oh,
0: get Linda Hamilton involved. That would be good. Yeah, right. Imagine that. Like, cause she's a proper a, old a, some school kind of like hero hero.
1: Right. You know. She could be the 50s. Uh, no, no, that's too long ago. She could be the 80s Black Widow. Yeah. Maybe it's been a title that's been handed down.
0: I mean, I do like the idea of there being, yeah, different Black Widows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, even. Like, in yeah. the mythology of the movie. That's, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be great. Do you think that Scarlett Johansson has the skills to yeah. helm, like, uh, that, that style of movie?
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I reckon she would just be, I just think she'd be really cool.
0: I thought that she was pretty good in this. Like, I, I mean, thought she was
1: great. I thought that's the,
0: the great strength of Civil War for me is that the performances are very good. Like we were talking about Robert Downey Jr. afterwards and just going, that's the best he's been for a while.
1: Oh, yeah. He, like, is, he, is, he is on He point. is much
0: better in this film than he's been in the last couple, I reckon. He, of, the- like I liked Iron Man's a But I reckon in the Avengers films, I've not enjoyed his performance, I don't think. And it was almost like he was trying to outdo everybody else or whatever it is. And I know that's partly the character. Yeah. But I think it's partly just, I just didn't enjoy his comic timing or whatever. But the more serious note they had him on and the kind of, yeah, the kind of more contemplative of the, I guess even like in the second Avengers film, the idea that he wouldn't think through like someone as smart as Tony Stark would have the ego that he wouldn't think through the consequences yeah. of the action. Didn't quite ring true. You're like, isn't he smarter than this? Yeah. Wouldn't he completely examine the idea that this could, like... You know, and I kind of think he's a bit more contemplative in this and a bit yeah. more wracked by the kind of human Tony Stark, you know?
1: Yeah, they didn't quite get the takeoff right, but they got, they stuck the landing. Right. And that's what they basically did with that. They built on it beautifully, actually. And you know what? The In the jokes... The snark was only there when he was deliberately being snarky, whereas in the previous films it's just been a bit like Well, they were jokes.
0: Yeah. He was just flying around in his expensive suit telling good jokes. Yeah. It was like a roast. He was just giving everyone a roast. It was like Jeffrey Ross in a fucking super suit. Just going around, Hey, oh you're green.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: zing Yep, <laughs> like, that was essentially what he was he was doing a Comedy Central roast of the other Avengers yeah now the jokes aren't as good in this film and I still think no. it could have done with a couple of better jokes because yep. the moments where there were laughs in the movies were great yeah and you were kind of like oh, I wish there was a few more of these but
1: there, there were a the, uh, couple of uh, just mildly bung notes like that bit where I forget what the line is before but the, the other one says I hate you and it's like oh the get the edit, right. cut that cut that bit out. That, that bit before was funny. You know, it was almost like they went the extra yeah. joke too, too many to kind of spell it out or something. Yeah,
0: there was a couple of times where you're like, oh, who are you talking to now? Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys just had a natural moment and now you're winking at the camera almost.
1: Right, yeah. But the rest of it was great. Yeah, I and mean, it was as, a great a piece, little twist so I thought- at the end as well with Zemo. Like, you, you know, like it's really building towards something that you're going, well, this is how it will end and then it... Flips it and it's like, oh, well played. That was yeah. Really without well
0: giving uh, any spoilers away, I yeah. thought that was one of the best bits of the movie because yeah. it's been a while since I've been in a superhero film. Yeah, and gone. Oh, oh, that's not a- that's not how I thought that would end at all. Mm. You set up one, and they must have on purpose. There's no way that you could have set that up as just what it becomes in the movie, right? Otherwise, it's terrible storytelling. Yeah, that you've spent so much time on this kind of great side plot that ends up not being have, having a huge payoff. Yeah, so it's got to be for that purpose of us thinking, oh my god, this is going one way, and then us having the rug pulled under us and going, oh, yeah. that's not what. Oh yeah. That's, oh, and so that <laughs> that in itself was like really interesting to me as a piece yeah. of storytelling. And and, and they
1: did it a couple of times. Yeah. You know, with a certain character, and you know that. I had no idea that was coming either, and, and like, I actually clapped. I went, oh, what? that is something I never thought I would see in a movie because it's a little bit, you know, like um, Mr. Fantastic for the Fantastic Four. If I was going to make a movie, the first thing I'd do is I would just not make him be able to stretch, just make him the really smart guy who gets about and because, you know, stretching just looks ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe he'd just be really good at yoga. right. Yes.
0: Like, he's just really good he's, at yoga. He's
1: more like that character that does the flips in Ocean's Eleven.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's right. just, uh, yeah. He, he can he, fit in a bin. Right. That's his thing. He's, <laughs> yeah. got, he's like got double jointed.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: and Mr. Oh. Fantastic is now double jointed. Yeah, well, that, that's
1: still fantastic.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fantastic. It'll right. still
1: come in handy in a lot of scenarios.
0: And some of us, you know, would be able to relate
1: to it. Like you, you go finally someone who's and maybe really
0: Mister Fantastic could be ironic then. Oh, it's Mister Fantastic. Yeah, it, like, that.
1: that's what he calls himself. Yeah, he owns it.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. Mister Fantastic. You know what I'm because like. otherwise it's too cocky anyway. Even right. if you can stretch, is it- that really more fantastic than any of the other superpowers that people have? I reckon stretch like that's a guy getting in front of the nicknames. Do oh, you know yeah. Like he's like, oh yeah, at my old school they used to call me Mister Fantastic. No, yeah. they didn't stretchy mixed stretch face. Yeah.
1: You know what I want to see? I want to see uh, an outtake from the Fantastic Four when they're all standing around and they're naming themselves for the first time. You know, I kind of look like a thing, so I'll be the thing. Oh, yeah, nice one, oh, that's Ben. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that like works good. out. Yeah, where that's we go. Thing. Well, you guys can. Well, of- isn't
0: anything a thing, though? What? Isn't anything a thing?
1: Yeah. So Any-
0: he just looks like a thing. Yeah, it just looks like a thing. But anything looks like a thing. Right. It's not a very descriptive name, Ben.
1: Yeah, but he's like from Yancey Street. Yeah, but... He, like, even though he's kind of punch drunk and knows how to fly a spaceship, <laughs> they were crazy times. <laughs> Anyone could get a licence back All-rounders. then. All-rounders. You had to be an all-rounder. Yeah, you had yeah. to pick up a second job. Right. And then, uh, so, uh, well, I'm thinking of calling myself the Invisible Woman because you can't even see where yep. I am. Well, Who that said that? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, hey, what? Is that you? <laughs> well, I'm on fire, so I'll be the Human Torch. Yeah, uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> I've had to think about it. And, uh, look, what do you reckon? All right. Re- I'm pretty happy with this. Uh, I'm uh, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, what? Mr. Fantastic. Rubber man? No. Stretchy? No. Why would I call myself that? The Human Stretch? No. There's already someone called that. <laughs> I saw him in a club. No, Mr. Fantastic. Plasticky man? No. There is a Plastic Man. Plasticky man? Ah, uh, no. Long stretchy arm guy No I'm Mr Fantastic I don't get it though Because I'm like I'm a mister Right And I'm fantastic Stretchy McArm leg No that's a toy Okay You sure? Yeah I'm I'm pretty positive Alright Anyway (laughs) I'm getting some jackets made (laughs) So we're Mr Fantastic and the Amazing Three Yeah uh, we were kind of thinking there's four of us. Oh yeah, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fantastic and the other three. All right. <laughs> what about Mr. Fantastic Four? Can we just drop the Mister? Mister. Mister Fantastic's
0: four, Mis- if you include Mister Fantastic.
1: Yeah. He he would definitely include himself in the third person. Uh, he's, yeah, Mister. <laughs> he always talks about himself. Mister Fantastic
0: thinks that. Uh, yeah. Human Torch had a good day today. Mr. Fantastic uh, oh, yeah, thinks did. that Mr. Fantastic just got out there. Mr. Fantastic stretched. And, yeah. You know, it's uh, that's what makes Mr. Fantastic fantastic. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you think that uh, being on flame and being able to fly through the air is more fantastic than being able to stretch? Uh, well, he's called the Human Torch. I'm uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: right. Among High five. Stretch yeah. across the room. <laughs> he would do this thing where he'd always pretend to have his hammy go and then go, ha-ha, no, got you uh, again. Mr. Fantastic yeah and then he'd turn into a ball and roll out of there
0: yeah stretching is like it's not it's just it's just just hard to buy into it's a dumb one isn't it you know you're not going to turn him into a ball of all your superpowers that is a pretty dumb one
1: right anyone who kind of does it you know who writes him in the comics now doesn't really have him doing too many of those things that make you go nah what else does he do he's 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 just he's a genius
0: they're all fucking geniuses aren't they yeah. Tony Stark's a fucking genius. Yeah. Like, Bruce Banner's a fucking genius. Yeah. Peter Parker's a fucking genius. Hank Pym. The fucking Flash. By oh. day, he's an ordinary forensic scientist. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's not ordinary.
1: Yeah. No yeah, one's yeah. an ordinary...
0: Fr- <laughs> like, do you mean? Like, yeah. that's that's also, that's still yeah. extraordinary. He's an ordinary triple equestrian. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, well, that, no, that's-, that's enough of the party right. without you being the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> You're still a delight. Come along. We just, to be honest, we're less interested in you running fast than solving crime, but what's going on in the world of forensic uh, science? Yeah, far out. Hey, and at Allen. the police department. That right. must be... Do you watch Dexter? What do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that realistic? Yeah. What about CSI? Has CSI made it harder for yeah. you guys, or is it more glamorous now?
1: You can be honest with me. Do you, do you have a jizz like-
0: Just, I mean, do you ever take it home? Yeah Have you ever Are you allowed to Or do you have to sign it out Or is yeah. it like a Is there a form Or can yeah. you just anyone Like well, if I If you brought it to my place Could I Have a look Have a look Yeah like, just a quick look Just a quicker look just Yeah Out of curiosity Yeah if Is I, this weird for you to talk about
1: Yeah Like is this Anyway By the way if I take this into my bedroom And it explodes Is <laughs> that Covered by my insurance <laughs> All the important questions Yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, ectoplasm or ectogism uh, exploding everywhere, uh-huh. um, we did see the trailer for Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. The uh, all-female cast.
1: Yeah. And I think- oh, I love. I, uh, all those uh, actors are great.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm not familiar with all of them, but all the ones I am familiar with I think are great. Yeah. And I am with you. I think very funny women like uh, Melissa McCarthy. She's... She's a superstar. So fucking funny. Yeah, and she can open a movie, and people love her. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree with them. She's fucking funny, and. Uh You've got... Uh, who else is in there? Kristen Wiig. Oh, Kristen Wiig, who's just like... Amazing. amazing, And was married to one of the guys from The Strokes. Are they still married? I don't know. I don't but know. But every time I read something about that, I just love her even more. Yeah. Because i like, <laughs> oh, you're also really fucking cool. Yeah. And funny and like yeah. brilliant and just everything she's in, she's fucking brilliant. And like, it seems like it's got a great support cast. Chris Hemsworth in it. He looks like he's going to be funny. But those trailers, if that's going to be a funny movie... They They then they should sack whoever is making those trailers because I have no problem with an all female Ghostbusters. I love it. Make an all female Shawshank. I don't care what you put. Like I don't mind. She shank. She shank.
1: (laughs) The She shank Redemption we we'll start it off as a musical
0: Oh we're making An all female Shawshank Called the She-Shank Oh Ramona just farted Really badly too That's perfect Ramona thank That's you. her high five Yeah <laughs> Use your paw Use been, your paw It's been a while since We've had one in yeah, the I
1: haven't seen uh, I haven't seen you Catch on fire in ages Oh
0: Ramona You've been so nice too Sitting there Quietly on my lap
1: <laughs> um,
0: In the middle of a She-Shank
1: <laughs> Yeah Well it seems appropriate but, yeah, that'd
0: be that'd be a great movie. That's actually yep. a really good idea for a movie. Yep. Shawshank. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> In an all-female prison. Yes. Yes? Yeah.
1: <sighs> Mate.
0: And it's like, because it, the poster will be of a man, or it could still be of a woman. It doesn't yep. matter. Right. This is not a heteronormative movie, necessarily. Right. right. I mean, it's really just a serious orange, orange is the New Black. Yep. This is hot right now. We'll get Ruby Rose involved.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I reckon we get Jackie Weaver to play, like, uh, the old guy, you know, the old lady v- version of the oh, guy. Oh, yeah,
0: the guy uh, yeah. the one, uh, oh, what's his Who's name? Who's been there remember. for too long. Yeah, then when then he gets he has let a guy let out. In the supermarket and he yeah. puts his, oh,
1: yeah. yes. I can watch Jackie Weaver walk away with the Best Supporting Actress at the uh, Academy Awards. She will. I'm She'll calling
0: her. Okay, who plays uh, Andy Dufresne and who yeah, plays right. uh, uh, Red, Morgan Freeman's character?
1: Yep. Um,
0: okay, we can do one at a time. Which one's the easiest one to do? Which one do you want to do first? Uh, maybe we should go Andy. Okay, so we're making it, We're making an Australian version. Mandy Dufresne. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. So let's, all ca- let's cast... If we can, all Australians in this film, oh, okay, because yep. well, because we've already cast Ruby Rose and oh, Jackie yeah. Weaver, yeah, so we might as well see if we can make it in all Australia. Oh, we don't have to,
1: yeah, no, no, but no. But I-
0: if we can, let's see if we can make it in all Australian. So, who would be Andy Dufresne? Who plays? Who's the, the Australian Tim Robbins? Uh, but who is like obviously uh, a woman.
1: I, I reckon. I reckon I'd like to see Asher Keddie. Yeah, I reckon Asher Ketty could do it. Yeah, could you imagine that? Yeah, I, I mean, be pretty she's good about,
0: she's about the right age, right? Yeah. She would have been about the same age that he's you, meant you, to be in you, that movie.
1: You need to get the gravitas of that character. And right, if they've you had to live the life, life a bit. Yeah, you need- But they've got
0: to be someone who can act and do all the- right. She's pretty good. Yeah. And I- she can play, like, comedy, but also, right. like, really serious stuff. That's yeah. not bad. She could do the- uh, You she- could sell it with Asher Keddie in- attached as well. Right. This is the great thing. Right. She-Shank. The Australian, yeah, the Shawshank Redemption down under,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> <or Fuma. laughs> right, yeah. this is perfect. <laughs> in the American version, yeah. I get Selena Gomez. I mean, right. if, we,
0: if we've got if we've got Asher <laughs> Keddie and Jackie Weaver and Ruby Rose attached, right, then we're already in pretty good territory for funding this thing. But now we get to the. I mean, the big one is who's Australia's Morgan Freeman. Now, I understand that that in by itself, me already saying this, it gets us into a complicated area because everybody knows it's Jack Thompson in blackface
1: wearing a wig. Yes, (laughs) that's what we were all thinking. That's what we were all thinking, and I'm so glad someone had the balls to say. I mean, Jack Thompson did.
0: Yeah. So we all get that, but is there a woman, a female, an older female, because we've already cast Jackie Weaver, who might be the sort of person you could throw into that mix, even though I don't think she's right for it. Is it uh, but- Noni
1: Hazelhurst?
0: Ooh, Noni Hazelhurst. But does it have to be someone who's not like a white person? I mean, Oh, yeah, right. I, mean, uh,
1: may- I, was, I was literally thinking of kind of Gravitas then. Yeah, no, she's not um, the right Gravitas, but I don't yeah. know.
0: I mean, it may be an indictment on the Australian entertainment industry that there isn't. A person who fits the description of somebody who's not well,
1: Deborah Mailman would be good, but she might be. I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, of Deborah Mailman's a little young, but she'd yeah. be. I mean, here's what you could do. Oh. You just, you, you just,
0: know what? Here's what you could do you flip it. So you flip it in the story, and you flip it. I, I mean, it means, oh, okay. I was about to say, because this would be a good way to do it. Is I think you, I
1: know where you just were stumbling. The younger person, yeah,
0: the Annie Dufresne character, yeah. is the Indigenous person. Yeah. So then you could play... Then Deborah Mailman could play that character and then you could t- cast the older, white kind of mentor person. Noni Hazelhurst. Noni Hazelhurst. Noni Hazelhurst. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there you go. Sheeshank. Sheeshank. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shawshank down under. Uh, for chicks! <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we were both expressing this concern about the... Um, uh, Ghostbusters thing is that we don't... we. It's like one of those things where you're like, I don't want it to be terrible, A, because I would like it to be good. I would just like it to be good. Right, that's the first reason. Right. I would just like it to be good. Yes. But B, because if it's not good, you know that the people who are arguing for the wrong reasons...
1: Yeah, will feel like they're will validated. ...will feel like they're validated.
0: Yeah. They'll feel like it's because they people. put women in it, not yeah. because... Whatever they did, they didn't You'll get You'll see
1: it right. men go, well, we might have lost Mad Max, but we won Ghostbusters. We're still men. We're right. still men.
0: And that's that ruins Ghostbusters and being a man.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. right? I know. It is... Uh, oh, man, I heard both of us at different times force a laugh. <laughs> and I thought... For the sisterhood. Yeah, we were... Oh.
0: Hashtag not all men.
1: But I'm not saying it won't be good. It could be a bad trailer.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I hope. Yeah. I hope it's a terrible trailer and the movie itself will be... I mean, it's hard to imagine that it couldn't be at least entertaining enough with those people in it.
1: Right. It could end up being something like, you know, a movie that did really poorly, but when I watched it, uh, the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is a terrible mistake. And then something clicked for me was The Green Hornet. And it was about fifteen minutes into it, I realised it was the perfect amalgamation of a Michel Gondry uh, superhero movie and a Seth Rogan movie, and somehow, then I just really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I it wasn't I perfect. I didn't mind it either, but it, I think it was the sort of movie made for people like us to enjoy. Which is not a huge demographic (laughs)
1: Not, not at all Like they're kind of undermining themselves all the way through it Like the hero's a bit shit It's the sidekick who's really good at everything They both want the woman The woman's not interested in either of them Like that's really subversive there You know, that's a really funny thing to have with Cameron Diaz playing that character. No, I I mean, there was plenty of ingredients in that film that I enjoyed. Yeah, and there was also... So, what reminded me of that was there was a terrible Hungry Jacks advert with the Green Hornet, where at the end uh, he shot a rocket out the back of his uh, car to, you know, get away from a stoplight or something like that. Anyway, and it looked so cheesy and it was so unfunny, but then when you saw it in the context of the movie, I laughed. (laughs) Right. So when it was taken out, it just went, oh, But the so was So what you're saying great. is when it was taken out
0: of context and put in an advertisement to flog fast food, it wasn't as enjoyable as it was in context in the movie you were watching in the cinema?
1: Well, I don't want to be anti, but yeah. Yeah, right. Right. <coughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, we should- so I'm hoping that's what's happened with this trailer. Yeah. They just haven't put it all in the right order or something.
0: Yeah. It's like... It's yeah, and sometimes you see a trailer that looks awesome and then the movie's terrible. So I mean, it, Oh yeah,
1: it can work both ways.
0: Yeah, it can definitely work both ways. We've all fallen for that. I mean, sometimes I think I should only watch the trailers and then use my imagination.
1: Yeah. Look, Prometheus. <laughs> if I just stuck to the trailers, that and is And then what pitch you imagined perfect. it was going to be. Yeah, it's perfect.
0: Yeah. Like- I mean, Pitch perfect too. That's another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So many. <laughs>
0: no, but I, I like watching trailers. I know that our yeah. friend uh, Gatesy doesn't like to watch trailers. Yeah, no, but I get that too. I understand that, and there is certainly there was a. Uh, we were talking about this after Civil War. There is a, there is a beat in the movie that got spoiled by the trailer. Yeah, because there is a. You know, well, in the trailer, if you've seen the trailer, uh, is, yeah, there's a, a moment where fucking uh, uh, C- Captain America and Iron Man and fucking old mate, Banksy. Banksy?
1: Imagine that. Let's recast this whole film. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about, right? <laughs> he keeps sneaking
0: off to do art. Uh, <laughs> Winter Soldier art. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like about a graffiti artist, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that they're trying to bring in. Yeah, hashtag, that's his uh, tag, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they're having a fight and there is a beat in the movie where you go, ah, uh, knowing that kind of spoils or revelation that's going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, why are you putting that in the trailer? Why are yeah. you putting something that's in the last bit of the movie in the trailer? I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Don't do it.
1: Shouldn't there be rules? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It should be a rule. Nothing in the last third. Nothing. Just don't put anything in the last third of the movie. Yeah, that's a. That would be a much better way to do it. Yeah, there's so many movies that you sit there and you're just going, "Oh, well, this is all a lot of faffing about to get to the bit that you've rammed down my throat."
0: Right. Yeah. It's like if they had the trailer for the Sixth Sense, and like the last
1: beat of it was going,
0: "Oh my God, you've been dead the whole time."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is going to take something away. (laughs) Well, that was the movie Funny People, I reckon. uh, I I, I think it's too long as a film. But I reckon the big mistake they made with that is in the trailer, they told you that Adam Sandler's going to get better.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Don't tell us that. Don't tell us that. That should be the bit that we get to because we think it's going to be this film and then suddenly it's like, oh, well... How does the movie define itself? I guess we'll watch him try to define who he is now. What if, if there's any lessons learned. But instead, you're sitting there going, when's he going to get better? Stop playing guitar with Jeff Tweedy. I know it might be cool for you, but for the rest of us, it's a waste of our time. Get to the story. Ah, uh, in uh, Batman vs. Superman
0: trailer. Yep. the moment they showed them fighting on the same side yep. and joking with each other. You're like, why are you showing this in the trailer? The movie's right. called Batman vs. Superman. And right. you've literally shown us in the trailer... That that will be resolved, and then they will have to fight an enemy together. Right. Like, which we all knew was going to happen.
1: Right. But... You don't have to show us. You don't have to show us. I don't want to see the magic trick. You know? <laughs> like, I don't need to know. I Just just do it. Yeah, so terrible. And also, a just horrific line. <laughs> it's so... ah. Uh. Uh. She with you? Oh. I thought she was with you. Wagga, 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 wagga. She should have killed him by then. If she she'd, she'd turned around and chopped their heads chopped off, I would have gone, like,
0: touche. Fuck you. <laughs> well played. Run him over in an invisible helicopter. Yeah. Didn't say that coming. Man. That's what she says. <laughs> I, I would see that movie so many times. That's what it, as, he, as uh, Batman's like dying, he goes, that's
1: what she says. Oh my God. They would have him say that line as well. Oh, Terrible. Anyway, oh my people, god,
0: oh, we haven't spoken about it on the podcast. I have spoken about it on the podcast about a hundred times, and there are some people in the audience who think I've spoken about it too much. But oh, you right. know what?
1: Yeah, sorry guys. But
0: here it is. We've got to talk it. We because we haven't actually spoken about Batman vs Superman: Colin, oh, yeah. Dawn of Justice. We've spoken about it a lot one on one, but we haven't actually on the yeah. podcast in a recording in a recorded sense talked about and people. We'll appreciate your point of view because you always come at it in a different aspect to what I have. So, you know, you will have a different take on... So, firstly, what did you like about Batman vs. Superman Colin, Dawn of Justice? If you were going to say something positive about it, what were the positive things that you would say? Uh,
1: I definitely liked the, the way it's filmed. Do you know what I mean? Like the look of it. Not necessarily what they're filming but the what what would you call that the cinematography right i like the cinematography okay um i thought wonder woman was pretty cool even though she didn't really get a lot to do if you think about it but i think they in in the in the storyline that- is terrible oh yeah no 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 because
0: literally her storyline is if, if i'm not mistaken yeah, that she is trying to break into lex corps right, right to because lex luthor
1: yeah. has a picture of her a photo of yeah. her in 1918, or... Right, it. probably. Uh, what he has record. is a
0: photo of someone who looks like her. Yeah.
1: Man, like, do you not understand... I mean, that's the plot. Yeah. Like, this is the age of the
0: internet. This is not set in olden days, like, when there's only one photo, I... or there's not Photoshop, or yeah. whatever. Like, I've seen shit on the internet that is convincing stuff, that yeah. you know is not... Like, I've seen... Like the
1: hipster from the 30s. I've
0: seen... Yes, yeah, fucking Keanu Reeves as a time traveller. Yeah. Like, any of this fucking
1: shit. Yeah. It
0: all looks legit. Yeah. I've seen characters from The Simpsons fucking each other what? on the internet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, not on purpose, but, right. like, <laughs> if you Google the wrong page on a Simpsons search, you will quickly find them fucking each other, and it looks convincing, <laughs> and I've not seen that episode. So, the internet is full of lies. <laughs> My episode. point is, why would you have to steal a photo? And why would right. you also assume? This is a plot point. This is a major plot point of having <laughs> this character in this film. Otherwise, it would be pedantic of me to keep bringing it up. Yep. But this is a major plot point of why she's in this fucking story in the first place. Is she's trying to re-steal a photo in an age where what Lex Luthor just kept one photo. He didn't snap that on his phone or just photocopy it or scan it into his... You can get scanners on your phone now. You don't have to have a separate scanner. You just take a photo and scan it. He didn't... He's just got that one photo. He's just keeping it in a...
1: Oh, you know, there's a three and a half hour version coming out and I'd love to see that a bit they deleted was him actually holding up his phone and pointing it out because the way they make Lex Luthor look like a genius in this film is they make all the characters idiots. Idiots. And so he's not a genius. He's like, you know, he could probably barely swindled two bucks out of a deli but in this movie <laughs> with who he's dealing with like even perry white's an idiot like what the fuck is going on there like perry white should be you know this kind of newsman like he should be someone like it should be a character out of the wire you know he should be looking at this guy with gravitas who's you know real company man kind of thing <laughs> and instead he's getting into these weird arguments that sound like like that doesn't sound like dialogue Nobody cares about Clark Kent versus the bat. Who who talks like that? <laughs> like, Nobody. That, yeah, that way well, you did that because they'll be like, oh yeah, they'll look good in the
0: trailer. Right, but also everyone cares about that. Right. That's bad news sense. What are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? You have super vigilantes living in your fucking city. You don't think that's a story every day?
1: Yeah. Alright, look, you've taught me how to Wonder Woman. I like the cinematography. Okay, so
0: <laughs> Nate, what about that running... No, no, the... the, What about the running... uh, I just want to talk while we were talking Perry White, so so I don't forget because it's one of my pet peeves. Oh, yeah. Is the the article, the running joke of the article. Man, just write the article. Write the article, you're Superman.
1: Yeah, like, just go. Does he
0: operate at super speed, but maybe his brain operates at normal...
1: No, he's super smart. Like that's one of the things about Superman. It? Well, meant he's meant to be super smart. He's pretty smart. Is that one of the things? Is it? No, I don't oh, I think, think that is. Smart. I don't think
0: that's one of the things. Is it? Well, he's not super. Like his he's brain, not Tony Stark's. His brain doesn't. He's give not him Batman super smart. smart. No. No. Oh, but he, Batman's got like footy smarts. Batman's like like you know what I mean? Like Batman's yeah. like one of those guys. He's who Bob just, Murphy. Yeah. He's yeah. He's Luke Hodge.
1: All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I reckon Hodge would like that too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, there's just I think there's just. You know, uh, I said right from the get go with the end of Man of Steel, if this, uh, I'll withhold a little bit of judgment on the ending if they just uh, see how they tackle it with the next movie. Now, right. I can make a parallel with this. I enjoyed most of the Phase 2 uh, Marvel films, but I got sick and tired of watching big things fucking crash into the ground. I it agree. really did my head in. But in Civil War, that using that as a plot point to, to get across the idea of the devastation they've been causing and leaving in their wake was great. It right. was great. Yeah. So I wanted to see if Batman versus Superman, they
0: would... Address the issues from the first film and make them a plot point.
1: Right. Even if they're
0: retroconning them. Even it, That's
1: fine. I'm yeah. fine with that. You have to make up a story
0: at <laughs> right. a certain pace and, you know... They, but- didn't, they didn't know where Lost was going to end on day fucking one. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Little off if you're listening. I love the ending. But the, and. Uh, We've been talking about Lost a bit recently again oh, on the podcast. Yeah. And it's
0: got me a bit excited about Lost again. I must admit, I've, I need to oh, sit I'm, back in and revisit again. We should now. do
1: a, a Lost podcast. We'll do yeah. every episode. It will only be 121 episodes. That'd be great, actually. Oh, yeah. I'd love to revisit Lost. Let's do we that. We need to
0: call it. We have to copyright. Go back. <laughs> Sorry. We have to go back. We have to go back. That's what we call it. All right. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: have to, we have to go
0: back to the Lost podcast. <laughs>
1: Yes, I would yeah. be up for that, yeah. man. That would be cool. Uh, and just and we'll, we'll Cause put. What it- I need also is another podcast. <laughs> you do, man. I saw you having lunch the other day. I thought this guy's fucking taking it easy. I ate lunch on the podcast I did with Daniel Sloss before right. this one. So right. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing that that the scene that drove me the most mental, uh, kind of had left me a little bit dumbfounded at the time. But the more I thought about it, was when uh, the, the Capitol blows up and Superman just stands there, has a little bit of a cry, and then goes for a walk and catches up with Kevin Costner, and then thinks, "Ah, oh, better get back." Like, what is that? What is that? What? It like, makes why no isn't he? Sense. Why isn't he spinning around? Like Christopher Reeve would have spun around and tried to put it out. He would have. Pulled everything. Everything with his lungs, Pu- you know. Pulled... He would have he the- heard the tick, and then he, uh, as right. it was about to explode... One second. With super speed, put his hand over it.
0: What the fuck? Why didn't he hear the tick? Why didn't he hear anything? Why didn't he try to shield people? Why did he take so long to walk into the fucking place in the first place? Yeah. When he could have been... If he really wants to convince people he's a good person, wouldn't you be off trying to save as many people as you possibly could in your fucking downtime? Right. Like, that's... like. This idea that they set up at the start wasn't the worst idea in the world, which is Not the world is conflicted about Superman. Right. And if you were Superman, who suddenly realizes the devastation he's caused to the world... Also, by the way, if you're a town planner, just don't put... If you think there's mixed feelings about Superman, oh, just yeah. don't put the memorial of where all the dead's names are right next to the giant fucking fascist statue of Superman right. that you've put in that really fucking... Like, I mean, I just feel like... That's a bad... Pl- you you got you to have both those things.
1: Right. You just put them in different parts of the city. Right. But also, why aren't you rebuilding the city? Like, rebuild the city. I mean, take some get of that the statue cash. Yeah. Like... Get that yeah. cafe back that we all liked.
0: Right. You know? Fuck. Rebuild out. the fucking Krispy Kreme in the 7-Eleven. I mean...
1: Yeah. By the way, anyone who's listening to this who really enjoyed it, <laughs> the and this might be upsetting you, here's the thing. You win... Like right. in this in this, you win because you enjoyed it, because' right. so anything worth saying, if you're enjoying it, don't take it personally, you're you're in a much better place than these two idiots. Yeah, exactly. I paid money to see it. right. Well, you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? I mean, you'd already <laughs> told me how bad it was too when I <laughs> went. So you're right. I am an have, idiot. But you might as well see it on the big screen. If you're going the, to see it, you might as well see it on the big
0: screen. The, the woman said to me on the way in, and she said, uh, "Oh, I think you'll enjoy this." And I said to her, "I bet I don't." Yeah, and I was right. But oh, I, you know, but that's okay.
1: I still went on purpose. Whew, man, so, that you know. um, the the Jesse Eisenberg performance is just so. Me, misguided. Sorry,
0: sorry. here's what I was going to say. At the start of the movie, sorry to interrupt, but at the start of the movie, I would have had Superman doing everything that he could to save people and try to make up for the fact that he had killed, like trying to constantly
1: rebuild, footage of him helping everything. I would have had him holding up walls and picking up rubble and everything he could to try to
0: win back the public. Yeah. That moment they missed when he walked into that courtroom where he could have spoken about how much he loves human beings and whatever. Yeah. Oh, and also just the basic fucking flaw that Batman's logic is that these super aliens came to Earth and Superman, when he was fighting them, they destroyed a lot of things, so we should kill Superman. Batman apparently hasn't thought through... But what if there's other super aliens? This is literally the only weapon right. we have against those super aliens. Wouldn't right. it be better just to you know what, check if y- our mums have
1: the same names for us? Right. You know what he should have done? He should have gotten all Michael Jordan on their asses. Because you know what Jordan used to do to every new kid who'd enter the NBA? He'd be really friendly to them. Hey, man, right. playing really well. Yeah. You've been- I've heard some good stuff. And they go, oh, Jordan likes me. And next minute, whoop, 37 points. Right. <laughs> Dropped on that poor kid. You know, but that's
0: what Batman should have been up in. Right, should have like, been getting yeah. right up.
1: Hey, we better be friends. We should yeah. hang out. Look at my mansion. I really this is like Batman
0: Come hang out in my fucking.
1: I wear a cape. You wear a cape. Hey, what's got... your mum's note? Hey, yeah, what's your mum? <laughs> oh, mother High five. How's um is your Martha still? My mum's my my Martha's not around anymore. Um, anyway, Alfred, could you get us a drink? And uh, what do you drink, big fella? Do do, do, do you drink? Oh, anyway. No, nah, I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> let me let that's, that's me r- let me shut the curtains. Yep.
0: Hang on. Is there curtains? Why do I live in a glass house?
1: Oh uh, yeah,
0: I like it. I'm a I'm apparently a reclusive billionaire who has a secret identity who lives in a completely glass house. What's going on there? I'm asleep in the middle of the day, but I have no curtains. Right. Shut up. You do night work. You've got block out blinds. Why are you living in this glass house? No wonder you fucking Alfred hates you. He has to clean your fucking windows every day.
1: Right. Also, uh, why does he get up and have a swig of red wine? Like, why is he an alcoholic? Why is he alcoholic, why Batman? Why are they both alcoholics? Yeah, it's, he's, two he's, of them are drinking he's working way the too drone. Much. Like, Alfred's knocking back a, like a tasty, smoky, oaky kind of scotch, I reckon. It's not a Fernie Branca, mate. Mate, you, it's like, not a Fernie Branca. If you weren't
0: Alfred drinking anything other than a Fernie Branca, you can go fuck yourself as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
1: well, I fucking fully agree with that.
0: And also, you shouldn't be operating a fucking drone while right. you're drunk. Right. Like drunk drone. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> I have done that on occasions, usually I mean, at a bar. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it happens.
0: We've all been guilty of
1: drunk droning every oh now and again. Like- um, I st- I, you know what? Uh, Ben Affleck was... uh. Like, I think he was fine, but his Batman is not very good.
0: He's a terrible person, his Batman. His Batman is a member of the 1% who's decided to become a deadly vigilante and murder people based on some fucked-up code he's decided that he just has.
1: Right. Yeah, like, I can relate, but the thing is... is yeah, that- <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. we've all felt it. Vote yeah. Trump, yeah. make America great again, but... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're just kind of watching this guy going, You're not very good at your job. Like, like what's 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 Bruce Wayne just wandering around, just clicking things in while in really open areas, and and then you know like where, like where's Clark Kent? Like he's, he can use his hearing to listen. Oh, I reckon that might be Batman, but doesn't think. Oh God, where's he put Martha? Oh there, boom, goes over, gets her, comes back. Ha ha. I mean,
0: it just explains some shit. Right. like so much of this movie is just based on people not having the right information. Yeah, have a chat. Just have a chat. Yeah, What's He's a little- got super speed. Why is he so fucking lazy, this Superman? Oh
1: yeah, like he has- doesn't do do
0: his fucking homework. He Why hasn't didn't he come his down?
1: Article. He has not like. Why didn't he come down to save Jimmy Olsen before he got, got mean, shot in his face? What the fuck. Why? Like
0: Jimmy and- Olsen. Like okay,
1: that's that's come on. that's. You know what? Like anyway. I've always looked kind of like Zack Snyder because I did that Q&A and with him at Watchmen, nice. he was really nice. Yeah. So uh, I, I get no joy in any of this. I know. But, you know, you can't have the character of Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best pal, and not even name him and have him shot in the face. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like, the villain Darkseid, like, kind of, I don't know if he started in... Uh, Jimmy Olsen's own comic But it was in that line that Jack Kirby was doing Like, you know But you're shooting him in the face And then when they interview him he said Oh yeah, we couldn't work out how he'd fit into the story So uh, anyway, we just thought we'd have some fun I thought you'd set up that girl Jenny I thought there was something really interesting in the first one I always thought that was Jenny Olsen And they just made Jimmy a female I thought, oh yeah, that's cool I quite like that Nah, Jenny's Jenny no, nah. And Jimmy Jimmy And he's dead in the face yeah like a like spoilers, a spoilers but early on yeah like a dog yeah
0: <laughs> and, un, like, dies like an unknown soldier for no reason. Oh, just for a bit a, of fun, mate. For a convoluted plot point <laughs> where apparently Superman can hear when Lois is in trouble but his best mate, no fucking idea. No idea. Sorry, could have been here a bit earlier. I just stopped to mope on the way. Yeah. Or to hang in the air, which he does a lot in this movie as well when he's going to save people. He does that glory bit before he saves oh, them. yeah, get just on like, with it. Just save him, mate. Mate. What's with the fucking showboating? Like... Jesus Christ. Look, we're all on the
1: clock here, mate. Like, there are people about to drown. I mean, and, I, and he's I know saying, it looks cool, but. Hey, uh, did, you, uh, uh, did you get the sun behind me in the right way? Like, did you see that? Yeah, yeah we'll do that again. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Hey,
0: yeah, Everyone yeah. look now. Is Take everyone a, looking?
1: Has everyone got the cameras? Yeah. Has
0: everyone got the cameras? Get your phones out. Get your phones out. Come on. Turn off flash.
1: Oh, I've just lost another house. Anyway. Anyway, I'm going to go for a walk and see if I can find Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for man. no
0: reason, so he can give me some more bad advice.
1: Oh, I know. Far out. I oh, mean, Kevin Costner. Well, it's not his fault. No, I know. I know. But it could have been cool. Now they're doing Krypton. Have you seen that? No, tell me. It's, well, you know, Gotham is, you know, young, young Bruce. Krypton will be the stories of Krypton before it explodes. Right.
0: Did they look at how woefully unsuccessful gotham was and think we should have some of that i
1: think that is the exact thought process right. even the name krypton yeah i mean is ruffle pro gonna be now? uh no is it doubt like, it.
0: that'd be great though
1: imagine if they did it like a game of thrones and said it you know like quite a bit in the past and not, and all the machinations we already know result in the planet exploding so we always know what the end point is, but all, we get to watch everyone trying to move etc. blah 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 and then and then eventually you'd introduce the L's about season three or something and you'd see Jor L passionately trying to talk them out or something. I reckon you get five seasons of uh, quality out of it. HBO, are you listening? Copyright? <laughs> I mean I know there's already one coming up, but No, I think that's This one's better though. Game of Kryptones. Game of Kryptones. <laughs> Stop it.
0: It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That's see, cause that's what they got to do. They got to have a, like a different take on it. Yeah. They've got to like use that universe, but then make a completely different show or like a, a different style and time of yeah. show. Man, know? like but- look
1: what you could do with Battlestar Galactica. Like, you know, just politicize it and put it in a sci-fi space opera.
0: What movie, uh, what TV show or movie, if you could have a go at it? We've talked about this like on various different occasions, but oh,
1: yeah, oh, you know what?
0: Let's have a pause just because I need to go to the bathroom because I've had a heavy day of podcasting, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a tiny little pause and then we'll come back and I'll ask you, and that gives you a time to think about it. Okay. but if I could give you, if you if Hollywood came to you, this is the question so okay. that you can think about it. Right. If Hollywood came to you and you can have any old show or any old like franchise or like you know, whatever but you get to do with it whatever you want to do. You can reinvent it. You can do a different take on it. You can whatever. But, okay, that's your that's your question. We talked about basketball a lot in the middle, so I had to remind uh, <laughs> you and myself of what the question was, which was if you could get your hands on one pre-existing property character, TV show, whatever it is, to reboot in whatever manner you want to reboot it in, what is that show?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I've, we've definitely talked about this before, and I think I would uh, go back to it again. Uh, but I have been thinking about it. There was a part of me that thought you could do a new lost and have even more lost. Yeah, lost it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really lost. Really lost.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, shit, we found some more numbers. Yeah. It's, um, oh no, anyway, this is a long bow, but it's Liam Neeson uh, in black and white on an island, and it's called Schindler's Lost. I'm sorry, but in the end, I felt like it was better out than in the Justin Hamilton story.
0: Him and a bunch of Jewish people. (laughs) <laughs> they're like I mean we're glad we got out of there yeah but why are we on this island now yeah. Shinla's Lost yeah perfect get Ray Fiennes bring him because you stole
1: my daughter hang on that's the wrong movie Liam yeah yeah <laughs> we'll have all the Liam Neeson who's Neesons. got my daughter it'll be a cross between Lost and being John Malkovich with Liam Neeson A a giant island of Liam Neeson's characters trying to hunt other
0: Liam Neeson characters. Right. Because the only person who can really go up against Liam Neeson is Liam Neeson. Right. So what we need is a universe where Liam Neeson steals his own daughter. Yes. It's a time travel. That's where you get your lost thing. So a Liam Neeson from the future or the past goes forward or backwards to steal Liam Neeson's daughter and then Liam Neeson has to hunt down Liam Neeson.
1: Right. And we call it Neeson. Or Neeson and Neeson. <laughs> Neesons. Neesons. Neesons! <laughs> That's how I want it to be. Neesons, Neesons, Neesons! <laughs> It'll be like, Tora, Tora, Tora. Yeah. All caps by the end. Ah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> He's one
0: of those actors, isn't he, Liam Neeson, that um, I like how he just never really like, tried to get a proper American accent Oh. Or do anything other than really just be yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah, he pulled a Connery. Yeah, he just
1: went, nah, this yeah. will do. I'm yeah. Liam Neeson. I'm just going to yeah. talk
0: like this in whatever movie, whatever the background of my character is, this is how I sound.
1: Yeah, it's like Sean Connery. You know, he played a Russian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like we all know what the Scottish are like on
0: submarines. Right. Like, yeah, a Russian with a Scottish accent. It yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, and no one, no one blinked. No. No. Well, because they are all speaking English anyway. So, right. the the minute you're in one of those movies and they're speaking English, yeah. but just with an accent, yeah. I mean, you're already suspending your disbelief.
1: Yeah, 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 that is, um, yeah, that is true. That is true. You just can't buy into it, can you? Because it do looks like think, a parody.
0: Do you think there will be a time, I was thinking about this the other day, because you know how, like, there's been a controversy about, like, asian characters being played by white people for example yeah yeah. and you know and probably not without reason and there's been some argument that like jared leto when he won that award for uh first wives club no what's called oh my
1: god dallas buyers club (laughs) man that's a reboot no one saw coming
0: (laughs) jared leto (laughs) first wives club
1: oh my god uh,
0: that, you know, that equally that part could have been played by a transgender actor, right. or actor. Right, right. Um, do you think there will be a point where we cast people, like, that it will be racist or that it will be, you know, do, do you think eventually we'll all just have to be, like, could, could Sean Connery, will there be a point in the future where Sean Connery couldn't play a Russian that would have to go to a Russian?
1: Uh, what do you think? I don't think we'll probably quite get there. I think it'll get better. I think it'll definitely get better. I don't know if we'll get quite there. There's a, there's a lot Do you of people think out there that, that don't. There are,
0: afraid. like, we'll get to the point where some things will become stereotypical. Like, so if you're playing some Russian from Siberia and you've got a big beard, people will be like, oh, he just bearded up for the role.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. at him. Man, beard washing. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: They should have got to go with an actual beard. Right. So this stuck on beard. Right. Well, I've seen that, you know, in movies and stuff where people clearly have. Beards that aren't beards. Right. Do you think there'll be eventually a beard lobby going, well, that should have gone to a part for an actor who could have just grown a beard?
1: Yeah, it'll be the guys that were furious about Mad Max. Yeah. (laughs) They will be at the forefront. Uh,
0: Here's an interesting thing about Mad Max. Well, it's not about Mad Max, but it's, you know, around the idea of Mad Max. I have George Miller's phone number. Oh, let's call him now.
1: (laughs) Hey, George, we're on a podcast. Yeah, we'll play characters.
0: Oh, we're just down the road? (laughs) Are you mad,
1: Max? <laughs> <laughs> ding! <laughs> ding. That, that's my challenge to you. How many times can you say "Mad Max" to George Miller? Do I have to say them in a row, or do I have to? Like... No, it's just as as many times so as I can you can just say it. it has to be in conversation. And then
0: I have to say, like, I could say, "And that's maximum chips." Yeah, yeah. So in, that's that's one ding. Yeah, you definitely get it. Yeah, ding. I, I'm mad that I didn't get my maximum chips. Yeah, ding. Okay, all right. Um, anyway. Uh, One of my favourite shows last year was uh, Mad Men and uh, I thought it was Maximum Fun.
1: Yes, ding. (laughs) Right. For a moment, I forgot what the game was. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the game.
0: (laughs) For a minute, though, I lost myself. Yeah. yeah, I have his phone number. He lives down the road from me. We, yeah. could, we could ring him right now and probably go and meet him down the road for a drink or something. That would but, be spectacular. But he does not know that I have his phone number. So there is oh. no So what I now have is a situation where I can do nothing with that.
1: Right. Well, you can because, give call.
0: No, I can't. Just be. Just. I can't just call him out of the blue. Hey, what? Hey, George Miller. Yeah. It's Will Anderson, your neighbour. Yeah. Yeah, from the telly. No, that's Adam Hills. Yeah, I'd do all of that. Could I, do you think? Just yeah, ring Yeah, without him. a doubt. I can't ring George Miller. Just yeah, I reckon you can. There's no way I can. Give me the phone. No.
1: Let's just do this no, now. No, I'm not doing it now. No, it'll be great. We'll no. ask him what he would have done with the jailer. Like. <laughs> Maybe we'll ask him what
0: he would do in the same situation. Hey, George, we're just ringing. If right. you had the phone number of someone you really admired and would like to yeah, hang out with.
1: but And introduce them to fighting dogs. I <laughs> know, the dogs have been feisty today.
0: <laughs> The new scene. Maybe the dogs will get cast in the next Mad Max movie. Oh man, this is like a Morris Perry. Like this is. <laughs> I mean, they look a little Mad Max like today. They, they're uh, a yeah. little. They're know. feisty today. Yeah, they are a little feisty. But there's been a lot of people over their house today.
1: I think. All oh, right. Yeah. All right, you too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Listen house to up. your dad. <laughs> Good work, Will. That was great. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Really settled him down. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. If ever there's a ride, I'm not giving you the bullhorn. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, it's settle light. down. <laughs> Son of a father. <laughs> uh, so, in answer to your question. Yeah. Uh, Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: we have talked about this yeah. before, but I was hoping you were going to say that because I, it still remains top of my list. I yeah. think it's the show that is perfect for episodic remake.
1: and uh, overarching, you know, raise the stakes, make it a bit Mr. Robot with some leaping, etc. I mean, it's just the time for it. Right. We
0: live in a world where people are fascinated by the idea of the quantum universe and the idea that like, you know, that all time could be existing at once and that we just measure our lives on a certain plane where time is measured in this way, but if you look at it in a different dimension, that all time exists at once and all these stories exist at once, this is a level of understanding or, like, theory of science that is, you know, has some actual legitimacy, legitis- not the way I explained it, but the general yeah. principle, has some genuine legitimacy in the scientific <laughs> community. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect fucking time for quantum leap. Yeah, like I just don't understand why someone isn't working on a fucking quantum leap, like show fucking right now. I do. I mean, Scott McCullough is available to play an old. Like we've said this before. I think last time we said it should be the daughter going to try to find him because he's yeah. lost somewhere in the leap, which I yeah. still think is the best idea. Yeah, like he gets lost in a leap.
1: Yeah, because already well he's still on the leap. Yeah, like because it says at the end of quantum leap they never he never got home right again he so, just leapt on. so he's yeah right so you yeah. can still have him out there and but her she's, going to look for but him but
0: she knows that he never gets home because she's yeah. seen the first series right because all time exists at once
1: oh my god and, imagine if she saw the series that would really like imagine that's where i would twist it at the end of season two where she leaps into a place where she's watching uh, the dvds uh, oh because she's already seen it <clears throat> no, the she the she leaps for the first time oh, and then yeah. suddenly realises that this whole life is a, a TV show. She's in a family watching Quantum Leap. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. That would twist it.
0: Anyway, there's so many good directions you could go with it. So right. So, what I'm saying is, Hollywood, give us some money.
1: Yes. You heard how I'll finish season two. Come on. Who would you get? Who did we think? Who,
0: I don't know. Let's revisit it. Because it was a while since we've spoken about this. Yeah. So, today... If you're going out there into the market today to cast the new Quantum Leap, we decided we would have a female lead, right? Yeah. We'd twist it and we'd have a female lead. So who who could be the Scott book? What do you want from... Did they want to be young? Do they want to be... Like, I guess the character, if she's the daughter, she's trained though, we thought, right? Yeah. She's actually worked... Is she going to be like mid to late 20s or is she early 30s? Oh, like, right. What age do you think she is?
1: Well, you could get anyone because it, it's not really dependent on... Uh, because he's lost, it doesn't mean that she has to be young. So, we can go a little That's bit a older. Point.
0: That is a good point.
1: We could... Uh, what about a Kristen Wig? I'm trying to think of someone who could play... I feel like it wants to be someone a little bit younger. Than... Oh, a little bit younger? Yeah, I feel like. What about Brie Larson?
0: Yeah, Brie Larson might not be bad at huh? it. Yeah, somebody like that. That's a, in that area. hmm you need someone who can play kind of serious but funny, mm. but is also like. I mean, it'd be great if like Jennifer Lawrence would do it if she wanted to do TV. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Well, if you made it like a. I uh, mean, I know a she's detective. a bit younger, but you could just like yeah, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, you make it like an eight, eight part series that you know, you know, only won't take as long.
0: What about? Um, could we get Margot Robbie involved? Oh yeah, just I mean, not even to play this part, but. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general.
1: Imagine that you turn around, there's Marco Robbie John Ham, all these people that we haven't put in the, the show, but just people we just really like to hang out with.
0: John Ham. If we were we, if we weren't gonna twist it and make it a female, oh God, if you were John just Hamm. gonna make a remake John of Hamm. quantum leap, John Ham would be an yep. excellent. Yeah. Oh maybe it doesn't You know what? Maybe that maybe it is just oh.
1: Maybe also maybe it's uh why does it have to be one leap? Maybe it's a brother sister going in and you get the the adventures intertwine. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, so each week you'd be following a slightly different story. But then sometimes it would they'd leap into the one place and have to sort it out together kind of thing. I mean that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that.
1: Yeah. John Hamm and Jennifer Lawrence. I'm I'm shooting for the stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. He's a bit more idealistic and logical. She's a bit more emotional. Uh goes by the heart, but just as smart.
0: Kind of like an X File's dynamic. Yeah. That'd be the best. All right. Okay, well anyway, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, you can contact us. We're in the book. Yeah. If you want to look it up. Uh Justin Hamilton. Uh where can people find you? What uh you know, what what are you doing? What are you up to? What 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 do you need to tell people about?
1: Uh, I don't really know. Um I am recording some interviews for Can You Take This Photo, Please? And I might So, drop- people
0: have been asking me, mm. what the fuck is yeah. going on with Can You Take This Photo, Please? Because, like, people love that podcast. I love that podcast. And you've not been doing it. Yeah. Why have you not been doing it? And what are you doing with it now?
1: Uh, just being too busy. Right. Like, just being, like, between radio and... Uh, Doing festivals and you know, all the other stuff, it was like I just didn't have anything left in me, right? Uh, So, rather than do it, you know, in a shabby way, I've had fun obligation, yeah. And you know, it's kind of been fun to drop a couple without telling anyone, like the review of uh, Batman vs. Superman before the embargo had lifted, where I can talk completely about the film without mentioning the film, the actors, the movie, or when it's coming out, was a Mm. lot of fun. So I've enjoyed the the chaos of that. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm getting a few interviews under the belt and I'll drop them like a Netflix season. Oh, a yeah. whole season.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You can binge yeah. listen.
1: You can binge listen. If you've got a long journey coming
0: up, you're going yeah. overseas or you're going to go on a long drive or something, you can yeah. binge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And there's a cracking one with uh, Zoe Coombe Mars. Like, oh, okay. It's a cool uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can find me on the internet and all the other places. I have some other podcasts. Uh, this one's called Fofop. There's another one called Toe with Charlie. Uh, we have a footy podcast called Two Guys, One Cup. Uh, <laughs> and I have an interview podcast called Willosophy, uh, which is intermittent. That's my intermittent one. It's right. very, That's my hardest one to do. So yeah. I know kind of people tend to like that one the most, but it's the hardest one to do. So it comes out the least.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's also why it can be people's favourite.
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. Here's what you get with this one: quantity.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: I'm sure I have things to plug, but oh, I'm in America doing some stuff. So if you're in America, particularly in LA, uh, check your local guides on my Twitter, on my Facebook, or any of those sort of things, and uh, I will be doing some gigs around uh, around town. But I'm also going on holiday. Going to see Radiohead. Oh, yes. In the Barcelona, Barcelona,
1: Barcelona. Amy uh, uh, verified my uh, possible David Bowie Ah, so tell tell people about this. Look, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying... Which is the title of the new Radiohead album. (laughs) That's the next one. Uh, It is at the end of Full Stop. It sounds like they've taken a sample of the end of... Full
0: Stop, one L, by the way. Respect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, it only needs one L. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you don't hear the second L. I hear your (laughs) Radiohead. What do you mean? Why am I getting so passionate about this? No reason. (laughs) Right. Imagine if they were inspired by you. (laughs) Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I, to I, I think they are too. In the same way as what you're about to say is a nod to the thing you're about to explain, I like to think that the one
1: L use there is a nod to me. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, the the, the ending of uh, Space Oddity, I think, is sampled at the end of Full Stop. And I, I'm not saying it, it sounds very close, and I like the idea that if that is their way of doing a little tribute to Bowie, you couldn't do it in a more Radiohead way. Right. If they did it.
0: very. That's a great thing about Radiohead is even if they didn't, yeah. you could imagine they did. Right. That's what they've created.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're very clever.
0: Yeah. And thanks for that one L shout out. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tom, Tom with an H. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh we are going to go and see them at a music festival, uh, Primavera Sound in uh, Spain, which will be very exciting. Yeah. PJ Harvey, LCD Sound System, a whole bunch of great bands are playing there. So, But having now listened to that album several times, yeah. uh, it only came out this week when uh, we're recording this, and last night was the first night that I listened to it on headphones. Oh, right. And you forget sometimes that people I mean that music it's beautiful to listen to but it's made to listen to on headphones it's made to enjoy in your own space and hear how beautiful and well constructed the music they've put together is and I can't wait to see it live oh I just man think it's gonna, gonna be amazing. amazing so
1: every time you hear uh not so much now because i know what to expect but uh, you hear things on the albums and you just think wow i guess we'll never hear that live and then you right. see them do it live and you go well i was wrong again that's how they
0: did it i mean i, I think that's the most amazing thing like right. yeah you know, when you see them sometimes execute things live where you're like oh Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank, I got, thank you.
1: Yeah. I got caught in a YouTube uh, vortex last night where I found stuff like Johnny Greenwood and Tom York just playing acoustic there, there, and stuff like that, where you go, wait, what is going on here? This is well, so that's great. the interesting
0: thing about this band in, in many ways is that I think there's only three songs on this album that haven't at some stage appeared somewhere in Radio like, kind of catalogue, at least as, like, a B-side or an early version or a live yeah. version or whatever. Yeah. So many of these things, which sound like such a cohesive, like, piece of work, like, when you listen to the album, it sounds like something that's... But many of them, and it's I think it's a great lesson to, to artists in general, is that, like, just because you didn't... Like, you, sometimes you just don't get things right exactly yeah. at the start. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you have it with comedy where you have an idea that you've just been toying around with for years and you've never quite... You know there's something there. Yeah. And you've thrown some things at it that do a good enough job, but you know that you haven't still quite got to what you believe is in there or what it is or what it is that you're trying to say. And, like, to hear them do that with a few things on this album, I think is... It's just... I mean, the only thing that it terrifies me about is that... Is that something you do when you're completing things. Like, it has occurred to me a couple of times as I listen to it, going, is this them tying up their fucking loose ends?
1: Oh, yeah, there's a definite... Because if these
0: fuckers decide not to do this anymore, I don't know how I'm going to handle that.
1: Then it's too much. I
0: just don't know how I'm going to handle it. Don't... I mean, at least don't tell us that you're not going to for ages. Like, because I can wait four or five years thinking there'll be another album.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. And then tell us if that's what's going to be the case. But don't fucking... Don't... Ah... like, it feels a little bit like it It would be, you know, or it could just be a way to finish that bit of it and start again fresh doing something new. Right. Because if you're a radio head, why would you stop? Right. Like,
1: I just, like. Because you, you know. don't have to do it all the time. You've right. already broken the mold. Just do it so whenever it you want to be do it. The next However part of the you want to do it. Yeah. They've got all their other things that they do and do really well.
0: And I can't imagine that any of them need to do anything.
1: Oh yeah! Like I mean, imagine they're done- they're driven by nothing but creativity, right? Yeah. So just do it when you're creative. Yeah.
0: Please don't quit. <laughs> <laughs>